0: This is The Space Shot, episode 21 for June 4th, 2017. The Wrath of the ATDA. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Mulnix. I just want to give a quick shout out to the NASA spin-off Twitter account. They share some great science content every day, covering everything from Earth science to experiments being carried out on the International Space Station. You can follow the NASA Spinoff account on Twitter by searching at NASA spin Now for some history. T-minus 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. of the Falcon 9. On this day in 2010, SpaceX launched the first Falcon 9 on a demo flight. Now, 7 years later, SpaceX has a Falcon 9 success rate of 33 out of 35 missions, or a 94.28% success rate. SpaceX has also recovered 11 boosters and reused one of those, and something that just happened yesterday, they've reused a Dragon capsule for the first time. In the 7 years that the Falcon 9 has been flying, it has undergone numerous iterations, The Falcon 9 version 1.0 had its engines arranged in a 3x3 pattern and didn't have the capability of landing. The current Falcon 9 full thrust, or version 1.2, has improved landing technologies and uses supercooled liquid oxygen. The use of supercooled oxygen allows the Falcon to carry more of it in a smaller tank, since the cooler liquid is much denser. Rockets need both fuel and oxidizer to function, so the more of each that can be carried on the Falcon, the better the performance from the rocket. SpaceX cools its liquid oxygen down to minus 340 degrees Fahrenheit. So the next time you see a rocket launch and see the white smoke or clouds that are swirling around the rocket body, that's the liquid oxygen that's being vented as part of the fueling process. Now we're going to go back in time a couple of decades to the 1960s to check up on Gemini 9 after its launch yesterday. Astronauts Tom Stafford and Gene Cernan rendezvoused with the malfunctioning ATDA, or Augmented Target Docking Adapter just a few hours after liftoff. The ATDA wasn't the first target for the Gemini 9 mission. An Agena target vehicle failed to reach orbit after there was a malfunction with the Atlas launch vehicle during a launch in mid-May. The Gemini 9 flight was postponed and renamed Gemini 9A once the ATDA was ready. Unfortunately, the ATDA had problems of its own. The protective fairing that covered the docking portion of the ATDA failed to completely jettison. This resulted in a very odd-looking spacecraft, since the nose cone was partially sprung open, with its mouth, as Stafford relates, open wide like an angry alligator. It looks like an angry alligator out here rotating around. I can imagine. Hawaii Capcom, Houston flight. Go, Flight. Roger. Ask the crew if they could be set up for uh, the standby. we the station to quite a while, and also have a suggestion we might put out our docking bar and go up and tap it. Roger. Stand by. All right. Take in, Flight. I've got a counter proposal. Ask them, uh, tell them we're going to continue working on their description, and we'll cycle the adapter, and uh, we'll pick them up over the states here. Stafford and Cernan were able to perform station keeping activities around the ATDA but because the fairing was never completely jettisoned, they were unable to dock with it on this mission. Over the next couple days, I'll talk briefly about the problems that Cernan had during the EVA on this mission. Before we finish today, I do want to cover a few pop culture bits. First, on this day in 1982, Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan was released in theaters check out episode 18 for more on star trek also later this month on june 13th 1967 the james bond movie you only live twice was released in theaters and instead of talking about the movie on that day because i do have other things i want to cover on the 13th i want to talk about you only live twice right now in this episode because it does tie into the angry alligator that we heard about earlier the Gemini 9 target vehicle, the ATDA or the Angry Alligator, bears a striking resemblance to the Bird 1 ship in this Bond movie. An evil organization named Spectre uses the Bird 1 to capture both American and Soviet capsules in the hopes of instigating World War III. The movie opens with CAPECOM, the American Mission Control Center, lovely acronym for that one, calling Jupiter 16 a capsule that looks exactly like a Gemini capsule. Inside of Jupiter-16, American astronaut Chris was starting his EVA and was using a maneuvering gun to move around the Jupiter-16 spacecraft. And that's when ground control detects an unidentified object on an intercept course. Hey, now I see it. It's another spacecraft. I repeat, it's another spacecraft. Unfortunately for Chris, the astronaut on the EVA, his umbilical cord is cut once the nose section closes on Bird 1, sending him drifting off into space. The space scenes in this movie are pretty campy, but there's something endearing about the low-tech special effects that were used. One final funny note about You Only Live Twice is that during the Russian capsule launch sequence, movie producers had to use footage of an American Titan launch instead of footage of a Voskhod launch. Tomorrow, we head into space with the shuttles Columbia and Endeavour, and we grapple with the mobile base system on the International Space Station. I'm grateful that you've taken the time to listen to the show. It would mean a lot if you could leave a review on iTunes and on Google Play Music. If you know someone that loves space, history, or pop culture, please share the space shot on Facebook, Insta, Twitter, anywhere you connect with your friends and family. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.